Somebody to praise the Lord right there where you're at. Now, apparently, there's something wrong with this middle section. Y'all look like the divided church this morning, but that's okay. I, uh, I'm assuming it probably are the, the fans, but now, if you don't know me by now, I welcome this cold weather because we've been hot for six weeks. Hey, brother, be hot. Awesome. Hey, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer this morning. If you have a special need, I'm going to get you, if you would, to raise your hands. That God sees those. I just got a request to pray for Christy. She is having her baby this morning, and uh, so we're going to lift her up in prayer that that all goes well. So help me join, and then um, real quick, I know some have been praying for Sister Brenda's uh, granddaughter and uh, her eyesight that's been having some issues, and they did all these tests this week. She just got word that this morning uh, she could see a little light in that eye, and we praise the Lord. She's nine years old, and we've been praying for her all week, so I praise the Lord for that. Join with me in prayer this morning, church. Lord, I thank you for all your many blessings. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for just having your way in our life this morning. And Lord, that you lead and guide and direct, Lord Jesus, our footsteps. And Lord, I'm praying, Lord, for these requests, Lord, it's been made known to you, Lord, by the signifying of raising their hand, Lord, that they said, I have a need. And Lord, I pray for that need this morning. Lord, you know what we're going through. Lord, you know what we are facing. And Lord, I just pray, Lord, a special blessing over our lives, Lord, in Jesus' name. And Lord, I'm asking you, Lord, to just have a divine purpose, Lord, in this service, Lord, as we come to you, Lord Jesus, Lord, as we come together to worship and honor you, Lord, with all that we've got. And Lord, I pray for this church, Lord, that we would be the lighthouse, Lord, that I believe you've sent us to be. And Lord, I'm asking you, Lord, to do a divine work in our lives in Jesus' wonderful name. And Lord, we thank you for every testimony that we heard. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm going to let you be seated for a moment. I'm going to ask our ushers to come, but Sister Kenya had 
a request that she wanted to say. Now we all know I don't like to talk in front of people. <laughs> That's a joke. I talk all the time. I talk a lot. Um, normally we do pastor appreciation in October, but we're trying to change it and do it in March when the regular Church of God does it. We're trying to get in the flow of that. Trying to be like everybody else. Um, but so instead we're going to do just a tiny little birthday thing for pastor. Um, he's going t on his Colorado trip, um, and he hasn't been in three three years. Um, so we put together just a little thing in the in the foyer. I made him a little vacation box, and I put a picture of Colorado elk in there, and put a little pasture fund for him to just take a little cash for his trip. And we made him a birthday card. And I hope everybody signed it. I've uh, tried to put it in the back to have everybody sign it still. And, and yes, and we put, if you didn't get a chance, will you go get the box? Will you go get the box? Um, we, uh, here's your birthday card. I'm not a very good presenter. Uh, but we also put little envelopes in the plate if you didn't get a chance to put it in the box. So if you want to put a little something in there, just a little something that doesn't have to be big. I know he appreciates anything. Um, but also... Um, where's she at? Where's Crystal? Back, Crystal's class put together a little something for him. So is they're going to come up. Do y'all have anything you want to tell him? What, what did you make him? Yeah, sweet. Uh, all right. And then, Darcy, will you grab my thing back there? I have just a little something, too, that he made. Because I can't do anything without being a little funny. Okay, so it says, Pastor, please don't snicker. For your birthday, we wanted to do something extra. You wanted to go to New York, but didn't get to. So it would bring us joy to give you an extra payday. We always complain good and plenty. So go enjoy your mountaintop and have lots of fun. You know coming back will be outrageous. And here's your box. It says, Pastor Fund, I need a vacation. There you go. Happy birthday. Well, it's nice to be able to recognize Pastor for his birthday and for all of the things that he and his family do for our church and for this community. And uh, I know that you uh, agree with me that we appreciate them and uh, are thankful that he's our pastor and that they are pastoral family. I know it means a lot to me. So, guys, um, we have these cards that we're going to be handing out to you, and we would like for you to hand them out to your friends, uh, people that you go to work with, 
uh, people that you uh, know in your community, live on your street. And these are the cards that are going to be talking about all of the things that's going on during that week of October 22nd when we're having Ken Freeman come and uh, speak here to us for our Men's Supper. So remember the Men's Supper is October 22nd. It's going to start at 5.30 to 6.30. We'll be eating, and then Matt is going to be bringing some music and some praise and worship uh, till 7, and then Ken Freeman will be speaking at 7 o'clock. And uh, so you will not want to miss that, but you also don't want to leave your friends out. So make sure that you take a couple of these cards with you and uh, pass them out to work, put them up in the bulletin board, and uh, all that stuff. So it, it's going to be a great time. It's, it's Ken Freeman is a motivational Christian men speaker, and... Uh, lines up exactly with what we're trying to do, which is to empower men to be better men. And uh, I need that. I need to be a better man. And so uh, we're looking forward to that. So I'm going to hand these out to you. Sometimes I do get speechless uh, when you do all the different things that you've done. Thank you so much for your gifts. Thank the kids for what they have made. And uh, I just appreciate you making this day special. I always tell the staff, it's awkward for me. Uh, but I do appreciate your love and support. Uh, we're going to receive this morning's tithe and offering as they pass those out. Uh, can we give the Lord a praise? Just a, just a random praise. I'm going to tell you why. This week, you remember last Sunday I stood here and I told you what we made on our fundraiser. This week we had enough donations come in and uh, that we are able to purchase our AC unit this week. So uh, I praise the Lord for that. Just give him the glory. And uh, so that will be happening. But uh, we want to receive this morning's tithe and offering. Appreciate your support. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for all that you are doing. Lord, and I thank you for this church. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that we can be your hands extended. And, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would help us, Lord, in Jesus' name, Lord, to use these funds wisely. And, Lord, that they would be strengthened. And, Lord, that they would just stretch, Lord Jesus, to see people saved. And we're going to give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. While, the, one, while they're receiving this offering, let me give you a couple quick announcements. Uh, first off, October the 28th, it is a fourth Monday. It's going to change just a little bit this month from our third Monday, but we are having a, our second harvest truck. And uh, because to keep that program going through second harvest, we have volunteered and have signed up for the USDA uh, food. So what that means is we'll get to order our food and know what we're getting. Secondly, though, it's one of those qualifying events that people have to qualify for. So if you have any questions on that, you can get with me. But typically, uh, when <clears throat> all the volunteers knows what goes on there, and they'll be able to assist you. And if that's a case that you need to qualify for, should not be any issue. But for people that we are trying to help, uh, that's the only major change in our second harvest is the qualifying event. And then I want to welcome Brother Chung and Sister Kathy with us. Can we give them a hand? Brother, stand up and give the Lord a testimony real quick. Amen. 
Thank you. Appreciate that. Sister uh, Kathy Chung is going to be doing the ladies' ministries meeting tonight at 5 o'clock. So, ladies, you don't want to miss that. It's going to be a great time. And, Lord, bring another lady with you. I encourage you to do that. And then, lastly, next week uh, is our co-worker theme Sunday. So, uh, hope you've been inviting your co-workers and to get them to come to church with you. Tell them it's their special day. And uh, so hopefully uh, it'll be a great attendance that day. Brother Will will be preaching in my absence, and uh, I know he's going to do a tremendous job. If you could, we're going to worship the Lord one more time. I'm going to ask you to stand. We're going to dismiss Children's Church. Sister Kelly, raise your hand. All the kids are going uh, to Children's Church, and we're going to worship.
house this morning. He's worthy.
time seeing Waymaker. stuff that goes on and God don't like you know just personal things and whatever but a few weeks ago the oil broke right there and everybody just had a fit 
the Holy Ghost just broke out and just, I don't know what's going on, but nobody can't even clap their hands. I don't know what's going on, but I feel like the worship, nobody's feeling it or, but it's just all over me and I just, it just, it always breaks my heart when I feel like we can't. It's our, I don't want to say it's our burden, but it's our gift. It's our, it's on us to bring forth the worship to, to y'all to bring it. And I feel like if we can't break through to bring it to you, then it's heavy on me. So I don't know what's on your heart, what's heavy on you. But I just want you to let it go because when you worship, it's not just whatever's on you. When you come into the house of God, worship is for Him. It's not just for you, for it to sound good, for it to make you feel happy it's to bring joy onto him okay it's to make a joyful noise onto him and to it's it's for him so whatever is heavy on you if you've had a bad week just if 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 we don't sound good sorry let it go lift your hands clap do do something just just close your eyes don't worry about anybody else around you okay do you believe in him sing it i believe in you he is the god of miracles okay that's what it's here that's why we're here to bring it to him so when you sing it close your eyes if you have to just let it go okay that's that's my heart and i had to follow the spirit and that's what i had to say the one who does impossible. The one who does impossible is reaching out to make me whole. He's reaching out to make me whole. The one who put death in its place. His life is flowing through my veins. His life is flowing my veins. Sing it again this morning. The one who does impossible. Oh, he's reaching out to make me whole. He's reaching out to make me whole. The one who put death in its place. His life is flowing through my veins. His life
God who was and is to come The power of the God who brings the dead to life You're the God of miracles The God of miracles Sing it again this morning The God who was The God who was and is to come We believe The power of the The God who brings the dead to life You are the God of miracles The God of miracles I believe And I believe in you I believe in you You're the God of miracles impressed to do this before I preach this morning. If you'd say, Pastor, I want to stand in for someone. It's not about you. It's about someone that you know that needs prayer this morning. I want to pray for that person today. If you would, I'm going to just get you. To, I was going to have you to stand, but since you're already standing, I just want you to just raise your hands towards heaven and keep it there. 
because you're praying for that, not yourself, but that person that the Lord has laid upon your heart to pray for. You know what they need. You know why the Lord has laid them upon your heart, and we're going to pray for them right now. Lord, as we stretch our hands towards heaven to, Lord, say, I have a need for someone. Lord, I'm standing in the gap, Lord Jesus, this morning. And, Lord, I'm asking you, Lord, on our behalf, Lord, that you would touch them, Lord Jesus. Lord, there may be one that needs a financial miracle. There may be ones, Lord, that need a healing touch, Lord Jesus. And, Lord, you know the person I'm standing in need of this morning, Lord. I'm asking you to do a divine work in their life. Lord, let them see you, Lord Jesus, working, Lord, every day, Lord, every hour, every minute, Lord, for them. And, Lord, I'm praying for a Holy Ghost anointing upon their life. Lord, at every hand that is raised that represents a person. Lord, I'm praying, Lord, for that person today. Lord, that you would draw them to you, Lord Jesus. Lord, that they would have a closer walk with you, Lord, right now. Lord, we are standing in the gap on their behalf, Lord. Jesus' name, Lord, I pray. Lord, I thank you, Jesus. Lord, just like Mary and Aaron stood, Lord, with Moses, and they held his hands up for victory. Lord, we're holding our hands up on behalf of our loved one, on behalf of the ones that you put in our heart. Lord Jesus, Lord, for victory. Lord, we're going to give you praise and glory. Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Thank you, Lord. Oh, just sing this chorus again. I can't get it out of my spirit. I was listening to this yesterday from the voices of Lee. have you Bibles, turn with me to Acts chapter 2, verse 14, please. If you would, just for a moment, remain standing for the reading of God's Word. Acts chapter 2, verse 14. For the last several weeks, we've been discussing, we've been discussing Peter, and we've watched Peter from his calling to go through the different ups and downs of following Christ. And as I finish today, I want to focus in on the one thing that separated Peter after the resurrection and the ascension of Jesus Christ. As you know, they were in an upper room, and we're picking it up in Acts chapter 2, verse 14. It says, But Peter, standing with the leaven lifted his voices and addressed them, men of Judah and all who dwell in Jerusalem. Let this be known to you and give ear to my words, for these people are not drunk as you suppose, since it's only the third hour of the day or it's only 9 a.m. in the morning. But this is what is uttered through the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be given, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit, on all flesh. 
Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. Even on every male servant and female servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire, vapor of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, for the next few moments, give me, Lord, what you have imparted in me, Lord, right now, Lord, to preach your word. Lord, I pray, Lord Jesus, you would give me, Lord, the anointing. Lord, give me the message, Lord, that you've laid it in my heart to deliver this morning. And Lord, in everything, I'm going to give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. We have watched Peter as he was a fisherman. He was a gruff man. As I told you as we begun this, he was a man of man. He was one that I think if I really could picture Peter, he probably had muscles. He was stout from lifting up all the nets of fish. that He was going to catch before, and he, was, he just had such a boldness that he was going to be out front and center. He's a man that seemed to, you know, if we really wanted to get down to the definition of Peter, he was one that, he didn't think before he spoke. He, a lot of times, did things that it was just impulse. Now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand if you've ever done that, but mine would be the first one to go up. Even though I try to think, sometimes just impulse kicks in, and we say things and we do things and we like, man, I wish I hadn't acted that way. I heard it this week that our reactions are more important than our actions. And I thought, how true that is. We can calculate our actions, but when something happens, it's what we react to that really determines who we are. And so we find Peter, he was bold. He was the same one that I shared with you just a few weeks ago that said, Lord, I'll go with you anywhere you go, even to the grave. And then a few hours later said, I don't know who that guy is. I have no clue who that guy is. I don't care how you try to paint me and point me and uh, connect me to that guy. I'm not, I don't know anything about him. And then the rooster crows. And then he remembers what Jesus told him. This is the same guy that hours before he stood up to a Roman soldier that I, from what I know about Roman soldiers, they had the suit of armor on and had the sword, and he took his pocket knife out, and he cut the guy's ear off. Now, I didn't dig deep into this story, but this one right here, this was a reaction. They come to take his Lord, but he cut the ear off. Now, you're standing in front of an army that's getting ready. They could have just, at that point, done away with you because you attacked a Roman soldier. There would have been no questions asked, and they would have been justified. But Jesus said, hang on, don't get all upset, and he reached down and put the ear on. Now, I don't know about the Roman soldier, and I'd love to have a little bit more of his biography, but at that moment, I would have switched sides. 
At that moment, when somebody put my cut-off ear back on and attached it right in the middle of a garden, I'm ready to switch sides. Now, I don't know if he did. Maybe he did later. I don't know. I haven't read that story yet. But I do know Peter, in his boldness and his jest, he cut the guy's ear off, and then just a few hours later, he said, "I don't." Jesus Christ appears to them and tells Peter, you know, look, I'm going to build this church upon you. This rock that's getting ready to happen, I'm going to build this church upon what you're getting ready to do. And I really don't think Peter had a clue what was getting ready to take place. I think he heard it, but he really didn't know. Has God ever told you something and you really don't know what it means? And you say, Lord, I don't know what that means, but all I can do is keep walking in faith. So the Lord told him, he says, look, when I ascend to heaven, you need to find the upper room in Jerusalem, and you need to tarry. Let me break that down for us today. Wait patiently. We have forgotten what it is to tarry. We live in such a fast-paced, fast-food, gotta-have-it-now society. If the Lord told us to do that now, we probably it would be empty because we forgot how to tarry. Hey, you know my patience level is very slow. God's working on me, but, you know, tarrying is not always what we want to do because it takes time and effort. And he said, go to the upper room and tarry. When I got to visit the upper room this spring, at their best inclination, at their best guess, the building that we were in, and to be able to go up on the rooftop and to think right here, At this moment, the greatest gift after the resurrection and ascension came, the Holy Spirit fell. To be able to visit that and stand was just an awe moment in my life to know that on this spot, there was 120 people that experienced what we try to experience every day, the Holy Spirit. And he said, wait until the Holy Spirit comes. Now, I don't know about you, but I wonder if they had conversations like, will we know it when it comes? Now, we are in the middle of October, and the best yard sign I've seen so far is the only ghost that lives here is the Holy Ghost. Now, if I had the resources, I would give every one of you one of those signs to stick in your front yard because... Ghosts are everywhere now, they say. Truthfully not, but I'd like to know that at my house, the only ghost that lives there is the Holy Ghost. And if it's not, we're going to have a war. But they're in the upper room. They're trying to figure out when will we know what we're waiting on comes. And then as most of you can quote Acts chapter 2, verse 1, on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Ghost filled the upper room, they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. And we know the rest of the story, that it filled them with power that they had never experienced before. And this is what I like. This is where Peter is separated. Because in the Holy Ghost... Filled with it, he stands up in front of all these men. And he says, let me tell you something. 
this morning. He says, look, these aren't drunk as you think. It's only 9 a.m. But what has happened to them is there's a power that has filled their life. The Holy Ghost has entered their life. And what has happened to them is now there is power like they have never seen before. There's a new anointing that has hit this earth. There's a new anointing that has filled this upper room. And I got a boldness that I, I was bold before or more, probably more just not thinking. But now I have a boldness to speak. I have a boldness to stand in front of you. I've got a boldness to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that is what my purpose is all about. From this day forward, I am getting ready to serve the Lord like I have never served him before. And we can find in the next few verses, if you'll flip over there with me, after he preaches this magnificent sermon, and we find that 3,000 got saved. He now has a new power through the Holy Spirit. He has a new anointing. And then he begins to walk into the temple. If you'll go with me to chapter 3. In that beginning verses, John and Peter are getting ready to enter the temple at the hour of prayer, which was 3 o'clock in the ninth hour. And a man and a, who was lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called the beautiful gate, to ask alms of those entering the temple. Verse 3, Peter and John were about to go into the temple and he asked to receive alms. He's saying, do you have any money that you can spare? Just some loose change. This was very customary in their day. This was very uh, typical that there would be people outside of the gate begging for just a little bit. And he was pretty smart because he went at the time of prayer that he knew people would be coming into the service, coming into the temple. And Peter, seeing Peter and John about to go in the temple, he asked for money, and Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, Look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. If I could pause there for just a moment. What he was getting ready to receive was not begin to, he did not realize what he was getting ready to receive. He thought they were going to throw some money at him. When they said, look at us, it caught his attention and he thought, you know, because you've got to think it wasn't just them two going in. I would assume there were several going in at a time. It's almost like if you all walked outside and said service is going to start at 1030 and everybody came in. Oh, y'all do that anyway. Oh, that was my bad. Got to lighten y'all up just a little bit. So they're all going in, and John and Peter says, look at us. And he looked, and he thought he was going to get some money, and I'm feeling he was getting excited. But Peter said this, I don't have any silver or gold, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up, and immediately his feet and his ankles were made strong. And leaping up, he stood 
and began to walk and entered the temple with them walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God and recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for money. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened. Let me break this down to you in the sense to understanding what Peter just did. Peter looked at him and said, I don't have any money, but what just happened to me being filled with the Holy Ghost, now I got a new anointing up, and I'm going to use that new anointing. So I'm going to command you. I'm going to get you up, and I'm going to allow the Holy Ghost to work through me and to heal you. Now, you theology scholars can help me out here, but after the Holy Ghost, this was the first miracle to take place. After the 3,000 were saved. That's what I read. Now, I may have missed one, but right after Peter stood up in the sermon and they found this guy that was laying by the door, they said, now it's time to get up and walk. See, they had caught on to a fresh new anointing. They had caught on to a power that no longer that they had to wait on Jesus to get there to raise the dead or to raise the lame. No longer did they have to wait on Jesus to heal the leper or to find the guy that was by the pool of Bezdia. No longer did they have to wait on Jesus to show up. Now they were empowered through the Holy Spirit to ask and receive on their own. What does that all mean to us? If we're going to take a play out of Peter's playbook, if we're going to look at Peter and say, what can we learn from this encounter? We can learn that that same Holy Spirit that Peter has is the same Holy Spirit that we can have. If we would only understand that Peter walks around with a fresh anointing, we can have that fresh anointing. But a lot of times, we're content just to have enough. I've seen enough church people with just enough to be dangerous, but if they ever let God really fill them and baptize them with the Holy Ghost, it would change their dynamics. It would change their environment. We're, we're good to just come through and do the Sunday me thing about it. Then we wonder why our world is turned upside down and we can't do anything about it. If you'll let the Holy Ghost baptize you and you'll plug into what Jesus wants to do in your life, then that will change the environment around you. When I think of the Holy Ghost, I think of my drill. This looks a lot like the church. It's been used, neglected, but it still works. If we had the time and you would hang out and tarry with me long enough, the longer I hold this trigger down, eventually it would stop. Now, I can't tell you how long because there's no meter on it. But I know if I use it long enough, the battery will die. Hold this for one second. Thank you. 
Now it doesn't work at all. I've just took the power source out. So if we think of this as our lives, this is the Holy Spirit. If we disconnect ourselves from the power source, we wonder why we're not working. See, Satan will do everything that he can to try to disconnect you from your power source. And if we allow him to do that, he's winning. But I encourage you, that's the reason we need each other. That's the reason we need the Holy Spirit to touch us. But here's the thing. We get tired. Our battery runs on empty a lot if we're not careful. The makers of this drill knew that if I used it long enough that the battery would die. The makers of this drill had a remedy. They said, we're not going to just sell you the battery and the drill, but we're going to sell you a charger. And it will charge your battery. Now you may say, well, Pastor, what does this mean? Well, yours may have went out this morning. If you were here at church, it was out for about 45 minutes. And I thought, well, I was going to use electricity, but that kind of blows the theory because you can't rely on Tri-County. They're great people. You just can't rely on them. But one thing you can rely on is when you plug into God, he will recharge your battery. When you plug into him, he will give you a fresh anointing. When you plug into him, he will do something in your life that nobody else can do. When you plug into him, he will energize you, rejuvenate you, and recharge you. Now I'm going to tell you a story. When I bought this the other day, I bought it about three weeks ago. You say, I thought you used it that much. No, I didn't buy it new. I went to a second-hand shop and purchased it. And it simply was the drill and the battery. And I asked the guy that was selling me, I said, how much are you going to throw the charger in for? Well, it doesn't come with a charger. I scratched my head. I said, what am I supposed to do when my battery dies? He says, I don't know. I said, well, I don't want your drill if you're not going to sell me the charge. He goes, well, let me check it. Because I was trying to explain, your drill is no good to me unless you sell me the charger that goes with it. Because once my battery is dead, I've got to have some way to charge it. There are a lot of people that are running around trying to serve the Lord, but they haven't figured out how to get rejuvenated, how to get recharged in the Holy Spirit, and then they wonder why they are not experiencing the blessing that God has created them for. They haven't figured out that you've got to be placed on the charger. Now, what I love about this charger is there's some lights. When it's needing charge and I put the battery in, it's red. But after it gets a full charge, it turns to green. So I know that it's red. You know, I wish God would put a little light on us. Red. You got to go get charged. Now I know we would be all like, we'd run around till red, almost just barely was light, and then I got to get charged. But at least we would know. But we've got to get to the point. 
that no matter what we're going through, no matter what we are experiencing, that we plug up to the charger of God and allow the Holy Spirit to recharge us, to revive us, and renew us. And if I can encourage you, even I know we've got a revival that's coming up in a couple of weeks, but don't wait on the revival for God to revive you. Get in your prayer closet. Get in your car as you're going to work in the morning and ask the Lord to revive you. Ask the Lord to recharge you because he has a purpose for you. Peter understood his purpose because as you read throughout Acts, everywhere that Peter went, everywhere that he showed up, he was no longer the same. He was no longer the same Peter that was before the day of Pentecost as he was after the day of Pentecost. He was so changed that he was making a, he was making somebody upset. He was making somebody mad. He was making a religious leader try, try to figure out how to arrest him and put him in prison and confine him to an area so that this thing Jesus would not spread throughout the area. Even to the point when he would come before the council in chapter for he would say, I don't care what you're going to do to me. I've got but one purpose, and that's to serve Jesus Christ. See, there was a difference in Peter before the Holy Spirit and after the Holy Spirit. See, here's the great thing, though. That same difference that Peter has is the same difference that we can have in our life. When we don't tap in, to the gift of the Holy Spirit, we are walking around missing the component that we're supposed to have in our spiritual journey. Because this is what Jesus told him. He says, look, I'm going to go away, and when I go away, I'm going to send a comforter. I'm going to send one that's going to guide and lead you, one that's going to nudge you when you need to be nudged and one that's going to let you know what you need to know. Have you ever had those moments where you don't have the words to speak and then the Holy Ghost will drop them in? See, I believe that's what Peter was experiencing. If we could take anything away from Peter's life, I want you to understand, even in the ups and the downs, he didn't quit. He didn't quit on God. He didn't stop. Even when things looked horrible, he didn't stop. It is recorded that when they finally arrested him and tried him and getting ready to put him to death for preaching the gospel, he said, I'm not going to be crucified right side up like my Lord. So if you're going to crucify me, you're going to have to do it upside down. That's what is reported and think that guy had to have the Holy Spirit. Can I tell you about John, the one that wrote the book of Revelation? John was the one that they dipped in oil over three times, boiling oil, and it didn't kill him. And then they threw him away on the island of 
Patmos and on that island, the Holy Spirit showed up and gave him the book Valleys today. See, having the Holy Spirit helps us in our valleys. Having the Holy Spirit, the gift there within, helps us in our troubled times. But not only in our troubled times, but our good times. To understand this gift is to understand the power that Jesus wanted to leave behind when he left. To understand this gift is to understand that we don't quit on the Lord when times get tough. To have this gift is one that will nudge us and wake us up in the middle of the night that we would find our prayer closet. It would wake us up in the morning to understand that you have greater purpose than what you are experiencing right now. To have this gift would help us understand that God is doing something in your life. What happens, though, is the world will tell you of all your failures. Now, most of you know in here that I love to watch football. I, I just, I love fall and I love football. They kind of go hand in hand. But do you, and I love the ups and downs of teams because you can have a coach one day that is the best thing next to sliced bread, and you let his team lose one game, and they're ready to get rid of him. He can have a ranked team the week before and lose one game, and they're calling for his head. I'm like, wow, is that the way we experience Christian life? We'll take the mountaintops, but let us get in the valley and we're ready to throw our hands up and we're ready to quit on God because he didn't perform the way we thought he should. He didn't meet our expectations. Remember, I preached on that just last week of disappointment. He didn't meet our expectations, so we're ready to quit. But when you're full of the Holy Ghost and you're ready to throw your hands up, the Holy Ghost to come in, this is some Brian theology. He'll slap you on the back of the neck. He's going to go ahead and get on up. God hadn't quit on you, and you're not going to quit on him. He's going to go ahead and prod you and say, you need to get, a, get in your prayer life again. Get to where you need to be. He won't leave you like you are. He's changing you for a purpose. Because I believe some of our lives, or kind of like Edison. Before Edison created the most magnificent light bulb that we use every day, he failed over a hundred times. And when asked the question, if he felt like a failure, he said, "No. I know. I now know one hundred things." that don't work. Brother Matt, you get ready to pray. And then, in 1972, I was a mere one year old. NASA launched an, ex, an exploratory space probe called Pioneer 10. Some of you may remember that. Its primary purpose was to reach Jupiter. It was to photograph the planet and its moons and beam data back to Earth. Scientists regarded this in 72 as a bold plan. For at that time, no Earth satellite had ever gone beyond Mars. 
and they feared the asteroid belt would destroy the satellite before it could reach its target. But Pioneer 10 accomplished its mission and much, much more. It was swinging past a giant planet in November of 73. Jupiter's immersed gravity hurried at it at a high rate of speed toward the edge of the solar system. At one billion miles from the sun, Pioneer 10 passed Saturn. At some two billion miles, it hurtled past Uranus. The Neptune at nearly three billion miles, Pluto at almost four billion miles. By 1997, 25 years after it launched, Pioneer 10 was the more than six billion miles from the sun. Despite that immersed distance, Pioneer 10 continued to beam back radio signals to scientists here on, on Earth. Perhaps most remarkable, these signals emanated from an 8-watt transmitter, which radiates about much as a power of a little satellite that could, was not qualified to do what it did. Engineers designed Pioneer 10 with a useful life of just three years, but it kept going and going and going, and by simple longevity, it accomplished more than anyone thought possible, and then he writes, so it was <clears throat> when we offered ourselves to serve the Lord, God can work through someone with an eight-watt ability, but God cannot work, however, through someone who quits. So the Holy Ghost, the one thing that Peter knew after he received the Holy Ghost was he had no quit in him. We want to give up. We want to stop. But if you allow the Holy Ghost to fill you up this morning, whatever you're facing tomorrow, you're going to keep going. Whatever life has says that you can't do, you can say through God all things are possible. Through God I can accomplish what my purpose is. You may only been built to last three years, but God intends you to last a lifetime. And in that lifetime, you're going to do great things if you'll get a hold of what God wants to do in your life. See, Peter didn't know when he walked out and preached his first sermon and let everybody know that the Holy Spirit had felt what he was getting ready to do, that some country boy in the middle of Lafayette some 2,000 years later would be preaching about him, but he changed the world because he didn't quit. Even when it looked dark, even when it looked desperate, he didn't quit on God. See, the Holy Ghost will help us keep going. When you feel exhausted, Life has beat and battered you. Will you allow the Holy Ghost to fill you up? Will you, have a, will you allow the Holy Ghost to recharge your battery? Will you allow the Holy Ghost to just take your life and turn it into something special that God has created for you? Stand to your feet, Lord. You have given us a gift that would pass all understanding. Would you have given us a gift that men have tried desperately, desperately, Lord Jesus, to describe? But, Lord, the best description comes from you. It's one of counseling. It's one of leadership. Lord, it's one, Lord Jesus, that will guide and lead our lives. And, Lord, I pray right now, Lord, for every battery 
Lord Jesus, that is running on empty. Lord, I'm praying for a reason. And Lord, no matter what life is throwing at us, Lord, that we would understand there's no quit. Even when we want to throw the towel in and call it quits, Lord, that the Holy Ghost would come alongside of us. Lord, and help us to continue the journey. Lord, I pray for every family member, Lord Jesus, Lord, every person in this place today. Lord, I'm asking you, Lord Jesus, to do a mighty work. Lord, I pray for every marriage, Lord, right now. Lord, ones that want to quit, Lord, let the Holy Ghost come along beside them, Lord Jesus, and let them know there's greater purpose, Lord. Lord, I pray for ones that need healing. Lord, they don't see, Lord, the answer, but Lord, I pray, Lord, through the Holy Spirit, Lord, you bring the answer today. Lord, we're going to give you praise and glory in Jesus' wonderful name. Can you sing this song to him this morning, church? Jesus. You give life. You give life. You are love. You bring light to the darkness. You give hope. Let this be your prayer this morning. You restore every heart that is broken. And great are you, Lord. It's your breath. It's your breath. We pour out our praise. Pour out our praise, it's your breath. Pour out our praise, pour out our praise, it's your breath. Our praise to you all. As they sing this song, it's simple this morning. If you need to plug in and be recharged for this week, if you say, Lord, I just, I just need to plug into you this week, if that's your prayer, I'm going to invite you to come and stand at the front. We're going to pray with you this morning. If you have a special need that you want to bring before the church this morning, and you want us to pray with you. you. You don't have to share the need. I'll just pray with you. But if you say, Pastor, I need prayer this morning. And you want us to pray. I want to invite you to come this morning. I want to invite you to come right now. Thank you, Jesus. Give me some ladies that's going to help me pray. But as they sing this chorus, if you need, if you need to plug into the power source this morning, and allow the Lord to recharge your life battery, I want to invite you to come and just stand here this morning. If you don't want to come to the front, just raise your hands towards heaven and say, Lord, fill me up this morning with your Holy Spirit. Pour out our praise, 
we pour out our praise it's your breath in our lungs so so we pour out our praise we pour out our praise it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise to you thank you for touching the lives of your people. Lord, I pray continual healing over their bodies. Lord, I pray, Lord Jesus, for blessings, Lord, to come that they don't even see. Lord, I'm praying, Lord, right now, Lord, for you to do a divine work in our lives, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. 
Does anyone else need prayer this morning? Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your prayers. All right, yeah. Thank you for your prayers. My sister had her surgery last Thursday, and they sent the parts off a cake from the lung, and there was no cancer there. Amen. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Real quick, anybody else got a testimony they want to share? I don't do this a lot, but I just feel impressed. If you got a real quick, want to give God a shout-out for what he's done in your life. Now's your opportunity. Elliot's good. Amen. 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 No quit. Anybody else? Get ready to close. I hope y'all have a tremendous week. Lots and lots of things going on this month. Uh, I would ask uh, for your prayers and uh, pray for Sister Stacy over the next few weeks, days, not weeks, days, a couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, so, uh, just, just to so enjoy pastoring you all. Thank you all for the gifts, the kind words. I know it's a couple of weeks uh, before my birthday. My birthday is actually on the 27th, but they knew I wouldn't be here next week. And then on the 27th, anybody know what that day is? Youth Sunday, yes. So they have challenged me. They want to give me a Gatorade bath. And I said, well, the only way that will happen is they're doing a drama. And I said, if you'll get 200 people here that day. And I said, that's doable. That's really because what that's going to take is everybody showing up on the same Sunday. Now, for a long time, I know y'all have a secret method. I hadn't figured it out yet. But there's a secret method of whose Sunday it is to come. But if everybody show up on the same Sunday, y'all can do 200. And I said, at that point, y'all can have, uh, give me a Gatorade back. With that. We're going to have Team Jersey Day because of the Gatorade theme. So wear your favorite colors. Not only are we going to do that on Sunday, I'm even going to help you out to get people here. People love food. So we're going to have hamburgers and hot dogs and chips right after service on that Sunday. So you can say, hey, bath plus come. You will help us give our pastor a Gatorade bath plus we're going to feed you right after service. And by the way, you don't have to dress up. Just wear your favorite team colors. If you don't have a favorite team, just wear your favorite color. See how simple that is? So that's in two weeks, and I am looking forward to uh, that when I get back. May God richly, richly bless you this week. Brother Chung, would you come and say our dismissal prayer this morning? Ryan. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit that you send to us, Father, to be with us. And we thank you, Father, for the Spirit that's in this house today. Pray, Father, that you would be with us and be with this church. God, is there a light into this neighborhood, to this community? 
God, just bless them in all their efforts, and we thank you, Lord. Go with us and keep us safe until the next appointed time we meet again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Ladies, don't